Are you an occupational therapist looking to advance your skills in hand therapy? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Hand Therapy Secrets. Wong has developed a reputation of chunking information down into bite-sized pieces that are very easy to understand and apply. It's like cliff notes for hand therapy. Now, get ready for some fun, food, wine, and hand therapy tips with your host, Wong Tran. Hey, this is Juan with Hand Therapy Secrets. I have a student and we thought we'd go through a few questions and answer them for you. So if you are an occupational therapy student going into field work, right? A brand new OT trying to get into hand therapy or potentially even OT with a lot of years of experience trying to get into hand therapy. These are a few questions I'm gonna be going over. So uh, let's go over one of the questions. I'm gonna go over documentation first, right? Because I said, man, when it comes to documentation, I get a lot of these questions about what do I do? What do I write? What was your question? Let me see your question. Give me, give me the question. So the question is for documentation as an expert, where have you seen the most common mistakes? Oh, dear Lord, have mercy. You know, the common mistake when it comes to documentation is your ass is taking too long to write it. Right? I mean, if you if you are taking hours and hours to write something, that is a serious mistake. Um, oh, these are other questions. So, so one of the common, yeah, it's time. So there is something to be said about time management when it comes to documentation. So documentation and time management, right? Oops. You know, I'm not a great speller, right? Time management. So when it comes to documentation and time management, the most important thing is that you've got to plan ahead if you have so many X patients a day. Like some of you might be working with four or five patients a day and that's really, really hard. I've been there, done that. But in our clinic, um, at my own clinic, we're seeing two patients at the most right so you definitely have time between sessions or um as someone is doing something like on a hot pack or a cold pack or um you know in an activity or an exercise that they're able to do a little bit on their own you can do some documentation right but i think the biggest um mistake when it comes to i don't know if it's about mistake or it's more about just practice right so it's it's about you getting the history right so this is a part of um uh, this is if you're doing like an eval and you have the s the o the a and the p right and you're doing a soap note um the history is in the s right what happened to them and the biggest thing is just keeping it really, really simple. Like with Carla here, she was taking forever to write this email. I'm like, what the hell is taking you so long? And then I go and I look at her. Patient is a right hand. I'm like, what the hell? No wonder it's taking you an hour to write this thing. 
So what you're trying to do is summarize and you're trying to write it in the most simple way and, and using abbreviations. Now obviously it depends on the place and but certain abbreviations are pretty standard, right? So you just want to say, let's say for example, patient is a right hand dominant male, right? Injured left you know small finger at work right something like that so here you're saying you're trying to think ahead about like what are some of the key like tidbits of information i need to know i need to know their hand dominance and then i need to know the injury that they had you can even say patient is a right hand dominant female male injured um at work blah 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 right so then you're writing the history and then you say um status post o r i f small finger left small finger right and now obviously if it was the one time it'd be great super easy history the ones that are a little bit more complex is if they've had months of therapy before patient injured hand at x date had surgery and um went to therapy for x amount of time but you know still had residual or went and had a second surgery and now returning you know patient here for OT, CHT services. And then you could fill in the blank, blah, 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 for, you know, decreased range of motion, increased pain, wound care, all that stuff. So that's history. And then the objective, really the objective is the, the most important numbers. Like, so in a documentation, if you, if you think about it, if you've seen my videos before when it comes to documentation, it's all about covering your ass. It's all about why someone should pay you to do this, you know, why someone would pay you for this service. So if you work with insurance companies, you're always justifying to a third party to say why they're paying for occupational therapy services for this person. Obviously, if they're cash, I don't document as well. No, I still document, but I don't, I justify it to the patient now. I don't justify it to this third party payer, if that makes sense, right? So if I, if, I, if it's a cash patient, I'm talking to the, it's for them and I justify it to them only, right? But if it's into insurance or workers comp, workers comp is like, you're justified to everybody. If you're seeing Medicare or Medicaid patients, whatever, you're justifying to the federal government you know, need to write why, they, why they're there and why they need to be seen by you, right? And then your objective is all your measurements. Now, do you have to have every single measurement in that same day? Like you might not be able to, especially in complex cases. You're trying the best, you pick the most important thing that you need to measure that day. Measure it, whether it be a hand, you know, whether, you know, sometimes you can't really measure if they're only passive range of motion stuff. So you're picking out the most important things, like where's their PIP extension in? You know, what's the position of the wrists? That kind of stuff. And then 
You know, I think this and then this, your assessment is the most important part. So if you wrote the history of what happened to them, your assessment part is going to summarize, you know, uh, why they're there, right? We, this is where you're kind of justifying it. So patient would benefit from OT, CHT services for X, Y, oh my God, X, Y, Z to return to prior level of function. Okay, that's my go-to, right? Or to return to whatever type of work, whatever type of hobbies, activity, right? I've got a guy, he's got elbow pain. His goal with me is to help him to be able to do push-ups and get back into martial arts. Patient will benefit from OT, you know, CHT services to, you know, reduce, to, to get rid of elbow pain, to be able to um, uh, participate in, in workouts and martial arts type of activity, right? If I have a workers' comp person, you know, like, who's that? We had a, what was it, a figure? A uh, flexor tendon. Was it a flexor tendon? Patient would benefit from OT, CHG services, you know, to increase motion, reduce any risks associated with flexor tendon types of injuries, types of surgeries, um, to return to prior level function, to return to work as a blah, 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 right? But here you're kind of justifying. If they're more complex, and we had a complex case, I think he was a complex case yeah. where I kind of was like, um, Patient presents with, oh, this is another one. Patient presents with this, right? Patient presents with severe. So I'll use that. Patient presents with severe complex case of blah, 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 due to a late flexor tendon repair, and he would benefit from OT, CHC services, right? Patient presents with um, you know, decreased range of motion, increased pain, decreased function after a distal radius fracture would benefit from OT, CHG services to um, return to prior level of function so that she can go back to work full time, full duty, you know, without restrictions, you know, so you can, you can say it in your own way, but but you, you're getting the history, so you are telling someone why they're coming to you, why OT, right? And then you take the measurements so that you could compare to later. And then your assessment here is you're essentially summarizing, again, to justify the why, right? And then the plan supports your your history, your objections, and your assessment, and then you create the plan, right? Three times a week for four weeks. You know, my self-pay guy was, uh, you know, twice a week for two weeks, then reduced to once a week for X number of visits, right? 
based on whether he was gonna actually do what I told him to do, right? But that's pretty much a certain amount of documentation in a nutshell uh, when it comes to you know what you should be thinking about and some of the bigger mistakes. But really, it's just if you get you have to practice and get really good at summarizing so that you're not sitting there an hour later doing one evaluation because your CI might get kind of pissed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My name is Wong with Hand Therapy Secrets. If you like videos like this, you know, consider subscribing so I can make even more for you. Become the critical thinker, problem solver, and decision maker so that you can help any patient that comes your way and skyrocket your career in hand therapy.